2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: Welcome back, guys. DGS 306. The guys just watched me almost choke to death with an apple. Yeah, that you said been, you just said you swallowed weird. That would have been just about right, right? Mm-hmm. Like what? I've lived this crazy life, and and then it's like, oh, he choked to death on an apple in front of his, his co-host. That's perfect.
4: We would never let that happen. Yeah,
3: <clears throat> I'm great with the Heimlich. Well, you did. You said you were fine. Everyone yeah. who's choking says they're fine. Yeah, no, no they one don't. Says, normally Give they're me the like Heimlich?
1: they're normally like. Argh. If I had ran over there and Heimliched you, we would be having a very different conversation. Yeah, we'd be going out for pizza tonight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Bob Ramsey, voice of the Billikens, good friend of the DGS, joins us now. What's up, Rammer? Hello, my friends. It's been too long. It's great to hear everybody's voices. So long. Bob did a ton of think tanks with us. He needs to come back and do them and uh, take this for the compliment it's intended we just had trish gazelle back on sitting in you and trish remind me so much of each other in that you don't need to get into the weeds to make great points you are always so reasonable uh, a real everyman approach you didn't have to go republican you didn't have to go democrat you just kind of went down the middle and everything you said was always very reasonable and rational
5: well that's that's really nice of you to say and i do take it as a compliment. But if I wanted to take it as a negative, it would just mean that I'm really shallow and can't get deep in the weeds.
3: <laughs> that's the same thing Trish said when I told her that. I said, Trish, you are the Bob uh, Ramsey of KZK.
6: <laughs> so uh, oh, that's
5: funny.
3: next week we have a couple of Billkins games Thursday and Friday. Tell us what's going on with that.
5: Well, I need, first I need to know, again, what my audience is. Are you happy that you're getting some time off because of Billiken basketball? Or are you mad because you want to be on? Because there are two day games next week.
4: Well, let's just put Bro. it this way. We really like day games during baseball season. <laughs> yes,
5: yes. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm very excited then to tell you. Very happy. I'm very excited to tell you that, yes, next week, uh, St. Louis University will be playing in a uh, an event in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, we'll be playing day games on uh, Thursday and Friday. And then again, hopefully in a championship game on Sunday. So it's a a big event. It's an opportunity for teams like St. Louis University, but really everybody in Division I basketball, to get matchups and opponents that they wouldn't otherwise get through normal scheduling. Mm -hmm. So it really is a big deal. How does the team look this year, Bob? I have no idea. No, um <laughs> I haven't seen him play yet. There, there's, your, there's your short answer again without getting too deep. No, you know, it's funny because even though the season has already begun with two victories, there's still a number of unknowns. Um, if anybody's been to the last two games, they've seen three giants on the sideline all in sweatsuits, not eligible to play. And they're, each guy has a different set of circumstances waiting on waivers and clearances from the NCAA. So could they all be back and all of a sudden we have a behemoth team uh, in a couple of days? I guess it's possible. Is it possible? Some will come back and not all that's probably more realistic. And if you want to go negative, maybe none of them get a waiver. And I certainly hope that's not the case, but as you get a seven footer and a six ten guy back into the fold and playing significant minutes, it does change. Um, it changes the look of your team and the way you can play. So there's still, I'm not necessarily trying to dodge it, but you can see that yeah. this team can be a team in, in evolution within the
3: year. Bob, tomorrow night, I'm ashamed to say this, but tomorrow night I will see my first uh, real college basketball game ever. I've just never really gone. Uh, my daughter Phoebe is a freshman at KU and it's dad's weekend. So tomorrow we're going to go see the KU uh play against somebody, someone they're going to kill.
5: You know what? If you weren't such a wonderful human being, I would curse at you right now. <laughs> I know. it. I've been, doing div- I've been doing Division one college basketball for 41 years, and I've oh never gosh. been in Allen Fieldhouse. Oh. And you on Lawrence, oh, I'm gonna go to the game. <laughs> and you go, and you go to Allen Fieldhouse. You know what? I am gonna go ahead and curse you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Dad won't be going much because it's like 400 bucks a ticket. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Slew's played Kansas a few times. That they've either played them like, like in St. Louis in a big crowd, right. or in Kansas City itself, and never in Lawrence. So that's one of the, you know I've been really lucky in my career, and you stick around long enough, you know you you go to the Dean Dome at North Carolina and Cameron Fieldhouse and Pauley Pavilion, but Allen Fieldhouse, um, I've I've never had that opportunity, so I hope to someday. So
3: I have a, I have a Jayhawk and I have a Tiger. My son Nick went to Mizzou. Uh, I love the coach
5: there, and I love the way the team's going. Oh, Dennis Gates at Mizzou, you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Here's a guy that has clearly figured out the new world of college athletics. And it is a brand-new world, really, just since COVID the last couple of years. With the transfer portal, last year alone, 2,000 players entered the the transfer portal. 2,000. So many that several hundred didn't find a place to play. You know, everybody's trying to go where the grass is greener. Several hundred didn't go. But what that means is that um, you have to change your demeanor with your players because you have to recruit your own players every single day. It's really a completely new challenge. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the NIL situation where players, quite frankly, first thing they ask you when you're recruiting is how much. Mm-hmm. And it's really an era of, of – uh, literal free agency. And Dennis Gates has figured this out early on here at Mizzou, and uh, he he is a step ahead of most everybody.
3: Uh, Rammer, let's talk some Cardinals. You watched the season the same way we did. Just take it away. What do you think we need to do?
5: Yeah, we couldn't have been more disappointed. Uh, On the upside, again, with free agency, and I think you have some trade pieces that you can help Uh, make your team better right away, will you elect to pull the trigger to do that? And if you don't, it also sort of feels like, for the older audience out there, almost feels like the Cardinals won in 68. They thought they were getting old. They made some changes. 69 wasn't great, but it wasn't a disaster. And then the 70s, not just in baseball, but in in society, kind of went right down the tubes, right? And, uh, and Cardinal baseball went right there with it. And if the Cardinals aren't careful, we're going to go into another down decade. And I certainly hope that's not the case. And I don't think so, because it is fixable. You've got to be able to be willing to pay the price, both in assets, meaning players, and money. And if you're willing to do that and make the right decisions, then you can turn it around right away.
4: Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Derek Gould's piece today, but he, he asked Mo a question, kind of like what you're hinting at there. Like, if if this offseason doesn't end up the way you want it, where you can't get everybody you need, do you think about taking a step back? And Mo's answer was no. And part of that was financial. It was, you know, the the TV deals, the local TV deals are very uncertain because of the problems with the ownership of the Valley sports groups. Yeah. And they, their their idea essentially is we have to make up for that with attendance, and the only way to do that is by putting together the team that's going to get people excited.
5: Yeah, and you know, quick background on that: from when the DeWitt, DeWitts first came in, they they said we're going to we're going to compete and for postseason every single year. This past season was a horrible failure. The Cardinals admit it. We all know it. So. Um, I'm confident that they will make an effort to do what they said they were going to do and delivered on what they said they were going to do for the last 25 years. That's why I have some optimism.
4: It's hard, right? I mean, because when you're looking at the landscape, I did this the other day. There's probably Uh-oh. 10 teams, 12 teams, most of whom have money, that are looking for starting pitching this off season. So you're going to have to be super quick, I think. And super creative on the trade front if you can't get it done in free agency.
5: You know, you're right. I think uh, being aggressive is going to be one of the real keys, whereas the Cardinals are kind of it close to the vest. Let's measure the market. You know, traditionally, that's how they are. I think you're right, being aggressive. And what we were naively thinking maybe two months ago, go sign three guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that's realistic. Can you target one difference maker and compete with the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets? Can you do it for one, make a deal for another, and maybe you know get creative for another guy? I think that's more real, realistic, and if you do it right, I think it can work.
4: What's And, and last thing I got for you, Rammer, is uh, you just want to get your opinion because there was a lot of conversation about how the postseason played out, and it wasn't, quote, the best teams uh, in the World Series, although the teams that played the best in the postseason were in the World Series. I'm curious, because I know you and I both go back in baseball. Would you like to see baseball do more to celebrate the regular season success of these 100-win teams, maybe give out a big trophy maybe do it like they do in some of the soccer leagues over in Europe where the regular season winner is a really big deal and it's made a really big deal, and the playoffs are a separate thing.
5: Yeah, I don't think in baseball we can go backwards. Uh, I, I really don't think so. And I'll tell you this, just as a consumer, but I admit I'm a nerd. I'm not the average casual right. fan right. out there. You and I are nerds. You give me playoff baseball every day, guess what I'm doing? I'm watching every day. <laughs> yeah. <But> we, <laughs> But we know the ratings don't reflect that. Now, I know the whole rating thing is kind of bogus. It's all different with the way um, uh, the viewing uh, market and trends have all changed in the last decade. So the ratings don't necessarily reflect, uh, I don't think, a decline in the sport. Yep. But back to, back to your point, um, I don't think you can go backwards. And for those who complain that we didn't get to see um, we didn't get to see the Orioles and the Braves play in the World Series. Well, guess what? Win your games. Yep. <laughs> that, that's what a tournament is. Yep. And instead of the World Series being, hey, the two leagues and the champions, like when I was a kid, okay, that's changed. We elected to give more product to um, uh, to our fans. We've delivered that, and most nights it's really exciting. And that's just the way it is. And so, if you want to win, you better figure out a way. What you could do instead of having, on that very first round, instead of having two days off, bookending those three games, maybe just have one. Um, but kind of re, restacking the tournament, I think that's getting a little too convoluted. If the TV people just want the Dodgers, or the Dodgers and the Yankees to play every year, <laughs> just do it. Just forget yeah. everybody else and
3: just have them play. Good call. All right, Uh, I mean this, uh, Rammer. If you can find a date, you and me and Wheels will go to Lawrence, Kansas. My treat.
5: Ooh. Uh oh, Wheels. Let's go get him, brother. Yeah. Wheels and I will be talking. We'll put our schedules together. Put those calendars together. Listen,
4: Dave. Just be sure you know what you're getting into here, because you think I'm bad alone. As much as I talk, you put me together with Rammer. It's not going to be easy on your
3: ears. We're going to drive together.
5: (laughs) Well, here's the other thing, Dave. I've always been loyal to you, but my loyalty can be absolutely purchased, and so that way you will have it for life. I love it. I love to know where I stand. Thank you, Bob. See you, guys. Appreciate it.
3: What a great guy. I love Rammer. Love (laughs) him.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 325 DGS. I was just telling the guys that I am a a big Joe Bonamassa fan, but I've never searched him. He's just, he's just Joe Bonamassa. And I started doing lives for him on Tuesday, I think. And every third or fourth, TikTok videos now, Joe Bonamassa.
4: It's spying on you. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, do we just know that now? Is are we making it up in our heads? And
4: I just assume that all. Of, of, I just assume that all of the big internet companies are doing that.
1: Yeah, I do too. Like, I just it, it's just sort of like like it's not. I guess it's not something we should be okay with. But I also think like, well, I mean, what am I supposed to do about it?
4: I mean, like you know, I'll go yeah. on a regular website on my browser. And all the ads on there will be stuff that I searched last week or something. Like, it, and it's you know, it, it sucks, but I think that's what's happening. It's happening with Amazon. Oh. It's happening with Alexa and stuff like that. Speaking of
3: musicians, I, I've known for quite a while that Roger Waters from Pink Floyd's kind of an odd duck. Yeah, yeah. You see him now. He's saying that uh, as far as he knows, October seventh was a false flag. Oh my gosh. He's like, I'm just not convinced. I think it could be a false flag. Based on what? He's one of,
1: I think, the really early examples of like separating the art from the artist. He's like a big jerk and has a lot of very uh, uh, questionable opinions like that. And I think he was one of the first guys where he... Because he's so vocal about it and so outspoken about it that he's one of the first guys where you had to be like, yeah. Uh, you know, I really like Pink Floyd a whole lot. Uh, Animals mm-hmm. is a really great album. But uh, wow,
4: it's <laughs> I cannot uh, listen to that guy talk. It is almost like... Now, the more reliable a source the information is coming from, the less it's believed by some people. Yeah. Like, it's the opposite.
3: You were talking about yesterday how younger kids seem to hate power, which we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we get. You know, like uh, back in the 60s, don't trust anyone over 30. I hope I'm dead before I'm 60. Right. Uh, And now they're all 80. (laughs) And won't quit their jobs (laughs) in Congress. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, did you see that? Uh, we reported yesterday that Gal Gadot, uh, the actress who plays Wonder Woman, uh, had a screening last night. 47-it's uh, a film, a 47-minute film that features raw footage from the October 7th attacks. That was from the Hamas
4: side from that the they Hamas put side. out there, yeah.
3: And did you see the brawl? There were about mm-hmm. 200 oh. people showed up to protest on both sides, oh. and it was-I mean, they were d- whipping each other's ass. Jeez. And you see Hamas came out when you're trying. They came out of the statement saying we. You can Google this for the exact quote, but they basically said we are we are hoping for a forever war with Israel that yeah. we never stop fighting. Right.
4: That's what they they're, they've Ooh, been saying God. that on TV. Their spokesman has been saying on TV
3: Three thirty-five DGS Dave Murray joins us. Hey Dave,
7: hello there.
3: Man, this was an... Asp- I mean, I knew the change was coming. You, you yep. told us almost to the degree. But when I woke up this morning, you know, like I had my windows open and everything, and I'm like, damn, that was a switch. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> classic St. Louis. Yeah, the roller coaster continues. Yeah,
6: so, and again,
7: we mentioned this yesterday. I don't think the warm weather is over yet. I don't think this is our plunge into late fall and winter. But uh, it kind of gets us back to where we should be.
3: Yeah. And is that kind of where we stay for the weekend?
7: Yeah. It, uh, lots of clouds around this evening. It's chilly for any evening plans. It's not overly cold, but it's chilly. Uh, there's a The front that came through has settled across southern Missouri, southern Illinois. So that's why the clouds are in place. There's some rain way to our south. So I can't rule out a sprinkle squeezing up and over us. Uh, it's not going to be much of anything. Again, 50s for evening plans. 42 will do it for the overnight low. Friday holiday for a lot of folks. Lots of sunshine. Chilly start. 62 for the high. Friday night down to 32. Saturday sunny and 60. 35 Saturday night and Sunday sunny and 62. It looks like the next chance for a little bit of rain, and it's a little fuzzy right now about Wednesday of next week. But don't hold me to that right away.
3: Okay. Um, Something I wanted to bring up here, and what I'm about to say is probably going to be really stupid. So don't, you know, feel free to tell me. But I have a couple of stories here that are incongruent. One is that the flexible work week and working from home can make your heart 10 years younger. Like literally your health, heart, your heart health is 10 years better than it should be because you have flexibility in your day and you don't have to go into the office and X, Y, Z. Then there's another study showing that uh, especially younger people, young millennials and older Gen Z who have been given the choice to work from home or have flexible hours, it's making them depressed. And what I thought was, Dave, you'll get this. Wheels, you'll get this. It was kind of nice growing up in a generation where we didn't have any choices. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agree.
7: Here's your job. Here are the hours you're working. And if you have to do overtime or work extra, so what? You got to do it. That
3: was it. There was there yeah. was no there was no real choice about going to work. There was never a choice about working from home. There was no choice about hey, I think I'm going to do three days a week, and the next week I'll I'll make it up. It was just five days a week, eight hours a day, maybe 10, 12, if you're some sort of professional. And it was in hindsight, it was kind of nice just being told here's what you're going to do, and then you could bitch about it and moan about it to your friends, but. I don't think I would have wanted that choice.
7: But then you can really focus on your job. You know when you're supposed to be there. You know what you have to do. You don't have to worry about, you know, I wonder if I can work from home tomorrow. Yeah, maybe I can. You don't have to worry about that stuff.
4: Just do it. Just do your job. Work hard. I don't know. I'm a little mixed on this because what we do well, Dave, you is, would be well no I mean like Dave, what, what we do in radio is kind of a hybrid because you do do a lot of your work at home you don't do every bit of your work sitting in the building here um and you do change a little bit like what time you come in what time you leave depending on circumstances um and what I what I learned by listening to the stories that you just had there Dave is that Maybe the cookie cutter is the same for everybody isn't the right approach, regardless of which way you're talking about. What I see is some people will be better off if they are going to work and in interacting with other people and, you know, having that structure. Right. And some yeah. people, if their job allows it, like if you're somebody that's writing code, you have a computer at home. Why can't you do that at home? There are things, though, like every career is different. We can't do this from home and do it very well. Dave, would have, I think it would have been pretty hard for you to do uh, – All those years of TV weather. Oh, impossible. Right, right. Just impossible. Right, right. So that job has to be done in the workplace. But if your job is essentially to email people or it's to work on a computer, why would you need to go to another building when you can do that at home?
3: I have another observation, completely unrelated. Uh, So we are at basically Olive and Tucker. And we are kind of ground zero for homeless people. And there's the Firefighters Park, and that is where they have been the entire time I've been here. And I think I've proven it. I have a a soft heart for everyone, especially homeless people. Yes. And uh, so I will complain about it. There are days it gets on my nerves, but I try to be kind and I try to be accepting. And then when Kamala Harris came into town about three or four weeks ago, the uh, administration here in St. Louis said, oh, we're going to shut that park down and it needs restoration. Right, right. So they put a fence around it and did air quotes restoration. Yeah. So oh, and it, the fence is still around it's it. Still around and it. And there's been no restoration. But you also notice there aren't any homeless people either.
4: No, you know where they are?
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're one block They're further one down. One block further down. <laughs> <laughs>
7: They're in the parking
3: garage. Way. <laughs> and now people are complaining when they walk to the blues game. Yes, because
4: they're on the way to the Enterprise Center now. And Keel
3: and such. It's yeah. like, I have to walk this gauntlet. And it all, it, it's almost like uh, from a movie or something. It's like a sociology experiment. They literally <laughs> moved the problem one city block down. Yeah, right. And now we're like, oh, my gosh. Th- I haven't seen a homeless person in, like, three <laughs> weeks. And the people down there are like, what the hell happened?
4: Yeah, I drive down 14th Street coming in. That's the exit I take coming off 40. And that's where everybody is. They're literally right there at Fourteenth and Market. Yeah, it's like yeah, there are there are towns out here that say, "Hey,
7: everybody, come on, gonna take you for a little bus ride. I'm gonna go have a fun day, and oh, then no. they drop you off in the town next door.
4: Oh, wow.
3: Wow.
7: yeah, so- it's it's amazing.
3: Go for a bus ride. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean,
1: yeah, that would fall for that so bad. <laughs>
3: yeah. I'll I'll
1: say- bus hey, ride, absolutely.
4: Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sandwich. Isn't that nonsense, though? Like, what's the point? Like, what was the point at all of doing that? Where, how did the city benefit from basically pushing people one block further? Uh, well, they didn't want I, Kamala to yeah. see it. Right, but, I mean, she's gone. She's She was here for a day. Yeah. She's gone now. Yeah. So why, are the, why is everything still blocked off? And I'll tell you, part of it is because they also blocked off the the lawn area around City Hall. Because that was where they had had the encampment during the time where they were tra- there was a bit of a protest going on. But like, okay, so you moved one block down. That doesn't change a damn thing. Nope, not a thing. I
3: had another thought. Um, <laughs> I had a story today where uh, a guy's in South America. He's doing some work, and he is bitten by South America's uh, most dreaded snake, the bushmaster. Ooh. And he is just stranded. He's just out there in the jungle, and he his friend says, I'm going for help. And he comes back like four days later. And the authorities move heaven and earth to get to this guy in the jungle. He's been bitten by a snake. And it's like no holds barred, helicopters, boats, the whole thing. And it, I'm very glad they saved the guy. He's going to be okay. And he said he was just, it's like a nine out of ten pain, and he's just writhing in the jungle for four days. Terrible. Oh. They saved him. They should have. Good. But doesn't it just highlight that in 2023 – everyone should matter. And it seems that you matter more when it's interesting.
4: Yes. Mm -hmm. Or if you're important, right? Yes.
3: Like again, back to the homeless. uh, I can't tell you how many times you see people lying, just passed out. Now they're probably drunk or they're probably really high But they could also be having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And if it was a guy in a business suit in Clayton lying on Central Avenue, everyone would stop and there'd be an ambulance there in two minutes. But if it's down here, Mm, maybe. Yeah. But if it's down here and it's just someone who looks like they're homeless and they're just out under a tree, people will literally step over them. Mm -hmm. It just seems weird the way we make decisions.
4: Our priorities are strange. Right. I mean, and, and I know that was a different country, but we've seen this many times. Somebody gets lost while they're on a hike and the resources. And I'm, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying for the resources, the, the cost of the resources to go find that person, how many homeless people could be helped. And I, again, right. I'm not saying do one or the other. I'm saying we could probably do both. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Say, we don't want to leave the stranded person a good stranded. Story.
3: We love a good story. But our priorities are weird. Uh, we're just going total right. shotgun here. But reals. Uh, As a former Catholic, I thought you'd find this interesting. Uh, The Vatican has now said that transgender people can be baptized and they can be godparents, which is a huge move toward the LGBT community, and a lot of people are up in arms about it. Thoughts?
4: I mean, I'm not in the club, so my opinion doesn't matter that much, but I've said this probably a million times. I'm I'm always fascinated by... um, People that think the boss chosen by God is wrong. Now, I know it's not that simple. It's That's a vast oversimplification. But the idea is the College of Cardinals gets together. They pray about who should be the next pope. It is supposed to be inspired uh, by God. And if he's going to make those decisions, I don't believe in the infallibility. I'm not, like I said, I'm not in the club anymore. And whatever they do doesn't bother me, doesn't excite me, doesn't do anything for me. It's just a fascinating thing, I guess. Right, I mean, it's almost like people that live here arguing against elements in the Constitution, elements of the of the you know Bill of rights, where all right, but that's kind of part of what makes us what we are, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, we all know that to me, I, I understand what he's doing here. I, I think these are the least of the problems of what they're facing. I mean, I know that there you know, that might be what he thinks is right and all of that. I mean, the, the, the way to go about things though is probably opening things up more even within the people that are already there. In other words, there's no reason why priests can't get married. There's no reason. Historically, it was that way until about a 1,000 years ago. So for the first 1,000 years of the existence of the church, priests could get married, have kids, the whole deal. Well, you're limiting the number of people that are going to even want to be a part of religious life if you're limiting that part of life away from them. You're just saying you can't do that. You can't have kids. You can't have that, you know, well— That's going to take that group and reduce it. Well, you wonder why you don't have the number of people wanting to go to seminary that you used to. You you have to adapt. You have to understand. And I point out, they have changed. They changed that rule. They changed that. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it's like a thousand years ago. Well, this has been around for 2000 years. So that means there are a lot of things that have happened over time that don't happen anymore. Those things would seem to be a better focus than something like this, which is going to affect a very small
3: percentage of people. I know a lot of conservative Catholics who uh, don't agree with Pope Francis, and you wonder that when it's time to elect a new pope, if they'll go back to, uh, who is the guy, the German? Ratzenberger? Benedict. Benedict, there yeah. you go. That was his
1: real name, I think it was Ratzenberger. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, you're right, yes it was. <laughs> like, uh, I wonder a more if conservative person.
3: correct, yeah. Could
4: be. I mean, and again, that's totally up to them. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. I just find that fast fascinating but I've had other people make the make the point that that you know if that person is not infallible well then you can disagree with them and and you're right but it does kind of it kind of makes the position not what it should be right like we know when it comes to a president for example we all vote on that it's not a small group of Americans that decided it's all of us vote and then we find we have this weird way of you know, using the electoral college to figure it out. But in the end, human beings, American citizens decide who's going to be their elected representative, their senator, their president. And that's a different thing than somebody who has an authority that is at least in some way endowed by a creator. Right? Yeah. It's just interesting to me. I've always found and I got family members that vehemently disagree with my version of that. It's just it's always been something that's kind of confused me.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. All righty. 352 DGS and KMOX. What are you guys going to do tomorrow without me? Besides miss me. Uh, oh, I'm going to
4: play heavy music.
1: Nice. Yeah, he's going to make me play uh, metal. and My, It's going to alienate the entire like Metallica
4: Friday on KMOX.
1: That's going to be fun. We have uh, the normal people come in. You know, I I, I texted uh, the wonderful Sue Thomas, and I told her I was like, We'd love to have you come in and hang out with us. It's just gonna be me and Kevin. So if you if you if that's a bit she much, was like, you don't <laughs> have to. And she was like, uh, she was like, oh, you're funny. Of course, I'll be there. And I'm like, oh, you've been warned.
3: <laughs> Hancock and Kelly are gonna hang out with us. We're gonna talk to our friend Matt Polly. Cool. Give me a good time. Want some fun facts? Mm? Th- this one really surprised me. Can anyone tell me the highest grossing indie movie of all time? Oh gosh, no.
1: so Blair Witch. Indy is probably is indie like a trick question. Is it no. like Gone with the Wind because no. that was a? Is it um, maybe like Garden State that was like a huge nope. independent? Not even close. Oh, okay.
3: Passion of the Christ.
4: Oh, I didn't realize that was an in indie. I guess that makes yeah. sense though.
3: Yep, highest grossing indie film of all time. He
4: funded it
1: all himself, basically. I think. Oh,
4: that's the definition of indie. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I love this story. Oh, yeah, it is. The first assassination <laughs> attempt on a president happened in eighteen thirty-five. When a guy named Richard Lawrence tried to shoot Andrew Jackson, his gun jammed and Jackson beat him nearly to death with his cane.
4: Dude, (laughs) a man's no joke, is he? That's the
3: most Andrew Jackson thing I've ever heard.
4: Who's the last president that could have done that? Ooh.
1: I mean, you know, for all of his faults, Obama could have kicked somebody. He He was was relatively young, I guess. He was relatively young. He was in pretty good shape. I feel like Obama could have beat somebody. But
3: who's the last president who would have done that? Eisenhower? Yeah, I could see him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd be in a man with a cane. Truman. <laughs> Truman. That's been a bit. Pizza Hut is now offering snake meat as a topping. Where? China. Oh. <laughs> I'm, like,
4: I'm
3: like, what? But oh. it's the same company. Just, just Isn't that yeah. weird. Yeah. You know.
4: Hmm. Yeah, it's just like uh, what was it? Uh, Rach was telling us what she got in Japan. She got shrimp. The fillet of fish, but it was made of shrimp. Yeah, like a shrimp patty. Yeah, they're just everything's
3: different when you go to different places. I would, I would be adventurous and do that, but I'd also be salty.
4: The shrimp. Yeah, I wouldn't do the snake
1: piece. I don't
3: think I'd do the shrimp patty
1: either. I, I would. I would do that. Wheels, would
3: you do this? Because I think this is terrible. A homeowner in Wisconsin was cited after he staged an elaborate Halloween prank to scare his daughter and her friends. They had another family member dress up as a clown and pretend to break into the house. No. The cops got involved when one of the girls called 911 screaming.
4: No, you can't do that.
3: That's PTSD.
4: There, stuff, there right? are pranks, that. and that's not one. That, when you have somebody breaking into your house, that's not okay. So, similar thing. I saw this on TikTok last night. A dad was doing a prank on his, he said his daughters were upstairs and they were playing with a Ouija board. So he went down to the basement and he turned off the lights and then flickered the lights. Is that mean?
3: That's closer to okay. Yeah. Especially since they're playing with a Ouija board. Yeah. Maybe you want to teach them a little lesson. Maybe.
0: Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?